0: letters of the Rebbe we're doing in volume 10 this is letter number 3,275 Baruch Hashem the 15th of Shabbat Tav Shintazvah, Brooklyn of Uvracha uh, so the Rebbe said I'm responding to your letter and also regards that I received through your son and I'm sure the Rebbe says that your son will relate to you the content of our discussion when he visited the Rebbe. But yet, the Rebbe says, as you ask, and you uh, you wish to, uh, and you also asked your son verbally that I should put into writing. So the Rebbe says, I'm going to write in brief as time allows, I'll write back to you. Uh, he was wanting to, uh, he was asking the Rebbe about uh, various uh, different uh, uh, approaches to one's uh, uh, livelihood and uh, trust in Hashem and what vessels a, a person needs to make and how, the Rebbe going to try in this letter to give him some basic uh, principles in the approach of the Torah, the Rebbe's approach of Yiddishkeit. And so the Rebbe says, look, one of the uh, matters of our generation that we can tell how we are living in a very dark exile, which is doubled and quadrupled. So, uh, now, in a certain extent, it's a positive, uh, it's a positive uh, matter that it looks like we're in such a dark place. Why? Because the Rebbe says, notwithstanding it's explained in many places, and Rebbe says as well, also in the Alter Rebbe's letter, the author of the Tanya, and who makes him which makes him a coat of fire in the esoteric part of Torah and the Aruch, which makes him a code of fire in the review part of Torah. In Igeris Akodesh, he says in chapter 22, uh, Over there he says, over there that a person does not really know where he is going to find his livelihood. Uh, so, this is very clear. And over there, in that Iggeres Sakoydosh, we had it recently, the Rebbe quoted from that too, and that not knowing where the source of livelihood comes from has been equated in the Talmud Uh, Just like we don't know when the governance of the King of David was going to return, when Mashiach is going to come. So that means that's something we don't know for so many generations. We really have no idea. So one doesn't really know where his livelihood is going to come from. And yet, from a very young age, relatively speaking, people start to search the goal, the physical uh, uh, goals, you know, how to achieve that physical end goal uh, and you confuse all kinds of matters and orders which are necessary for the person's good fortune the real good fortune. uh as if to say, we all know the future, and therefore we need to know specifically. So we know for sure that if you are going to set up the education of your family, or you're going to set up matters in a certain way, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to aid you to find you your livelihood in, when time comes. Because that is sort of the only way, for that Hashem, so to speak, he's the only possibility for him to sustain and feed to everybody with Chesed, Barachamim, with kindness, with compassion. Only way Hashem can do that is the way you choose and you decided, and that's the only way Hashem is going to feed. So that's a confusing. That's. Really, people are misguided in this idea. It is known. Of course, the Rebbe says. The Pasuk says, and our sages tell us, God should bless you in everything that you do. That means you got to make a natural vehicle, a vessel, to earn your livelihood. That is true, no question. I mean, but there trying to prepare that vessel, what you do years in advance, and the Rebbe says there's a time for everything. When do you have to prepare for the doing? That needs to be close when you're going to start doing, when you're going to get into the work. It doesn't have to be all these years beforehand. And also, it should not be done in a way to confuse and get mix up the main aspects and the important things of a person. And the Rebbe says, and, you know, I'm sorry to say, it's painful to say, all these matters is as it relates to your son, Sheyichia. His son was in yeshiva, and he was learning Torah, he was being successful. And his father was trying to schlep him out. And he says, you can't stay in the yeshiva anymore. you got to go to college. you got to go to earn a living. He didn't want him to stay there. So that's why when the son spoke to him, his father was his assistant. And his father asked that the Rebbe, his son asked that the Rebbe explained to his father. So the Rebbe says like this, this is all applies to yourself. It seems like uh, several years that for some reason you started to, uh, started to interest what is going to be the eventually, how am I gonna, how is he gonna find his livelihood? And that worry sort of touched him so deep in his soul. And it impacted sort of a it's squeezing him a kibbutz inside him and and because he is so worried although may he may not even realize how worried he is so therefore he is sort of looking he I guess he learned how to be a Shoichit a slaughterer and and it seems like that is the only way the future is going to be that is gonna be a Shoichit and the Rebbe said this hidden thought also brought him to that Uh, what happened, he's complaining about I'm not sure exactly because maybe his son is complaining now, maybe he wants to leave the yeshiva, maybe he doesn't think that um, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here, but the Rebbe says, it looks like the son he he doesn't really understand in his own that that's the reason why he is feeling Again, I'm not sure what the feeling exactly is, but the Rebbe says, uh, in my opinion, this is what is the cause, and this is the idea of what's going on over here uh, that brought him about to something which I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's leaving the yeshiva. I, I'm not sure exactly, but let's go weiter. Let's see. The Rebbe says, look, I'm sure that in one conversation it is not possible to change his entire outlook especially this has been hidden in the heart deeply for several years and you don't feel how much this is contrary to the measure of trusting of Hashem, of Bitochim. And in a straight reflection, uh, we say that you can tell, and it's obvious. It's obvious. This is also contrary to the belief in hashgacha pratis in divine providence, that Hashem is all able, and it is obvious that if he would realize this, he would come to that realization that Hashem is able to, and divine providence, take care of him. Uh, So then, because of his fear of heaven, he would go fight against this kind of an outlook. So, again, the Rebbe is dealing here with a boy, I guess, who sort of has changed his mind and he um, has uh, other things and he's looking into what's going to be the future and and things like that. So the Rebbe says like this. So what do I advise, the Rebbe says. We cannot change uh, an outlook immediately. So I told him, even though the Rebbe says I did not want to change, and explained to him everything that I said before. I didn't go So I told him to do the following. Number one, first of all, to start preparing another path for his livelihood. So that means that even in his own mind, uh, he should be able to say that, oh, I can gain my livelihood in that way, and therefore his future does not necessarily hinge on knowing how to slaughter, to be a, a shochet, And also, that he should learn in the yeshiva, and he knows already the laws of Trefus and the laws of shikhita, Uh and so the <laughs> Rebbe says it would be best that he should prepare to get smicha to become a rabbi. And this should prepare himself to receive smicha for a, becoming a rabbi. That's what the rabbi suggests. Uh, oh, and now I can see already number two, what was going on. So what was going on over here, he had a problem. He has to have a strong arm. He has to be able to shecht. Apparently he was feeling a weakness in his arm. So therefore the Rebbe says and then he, he became totally lost because if he can't be a Shaykh, what is he gonna do? As if this is the only this is the only way to uh, survive. So that's what the Rebbe was talking about. And the Rebbe says, number two, if it's gonna happen again that the hand is gonna become weak, don't fight against it to overcome this weakness at that moment. But don't give it credence, and don't fight against it. You know, Don't fight against it. And the Rebbe says, if you're not going to sharpen the knife at that moment or on that day, you can sharpen it the next day or two days from now. So if your hand isn't working properly right then and there, don't give up. It doesn't mean that you're a lost case. <laughs> it just means that you know wait it out a little bit. You know, and the next day will be better. The Rebbe says number three. I told him in order to take him out from the situation of worries and this uh, uh, symptom, this restricted way of thinking. You know, um, and looking for a goal, what is he going to do in his life, and to bring him to a wide way. So the Rebbe says, it is absolutely necessary that your son should have a set time of learning Hasidus, which is the soul of the Torah, which is the tree of life. and This must should be every day and day. And it's my strong hope that if he's going to do, like all the above, that this is going to disappear on its own. This is gonna work itself out on its own. So as far as visiting a doctor, so the Rebbe says I also told him my opinion that even though he doesn't really need it. You don't really need it, you don't need a doctor. As mentioned before, it's it'll go away. It's not but since you've already gotten used to yourself in these visits. Since you've already gotten used to it, it is not natural for a person to, boom, stop it. But the Rebbe says, increase the time in betweens, One visit and the other, until the end, you will totally negate them. May the blessed Hashem grant your honor to get Lots of Hasidic shenachas from all your uh, descendants sheyichu for long days and good years with a blessing. So here, it's it's you know after reading through the letter, you see that the father was uh, was concerned about his son, and uh, the son actually spoke to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe uh, is trying to. Um, he asked him, the Rebbe should tell him, so the Rebbe says, uh, that Michlal, you know, people are in a confusion. everybody is worried about, how do I get my livelihood? And the Rebbe said, there's other important things in life, kids need to be happy, kids need to be fulfilled, we need to be spiritual, fulfilled, you know, there's just so much of life that you can't just be worried about me. Apparently he was learning Shechit and his hand started bothering him, and now he became totally, Hashem doesn't have any other way to give him his parnosa because his hand is not working. He can't be a sheychet and it's all over. Rabbi says, this is not true. The this goes against Hashgokha Protis. This goes against Betochen. It's against trusting Hashem, against divine providence. But the Rebbe says, yes, you have to make yourself a, a, a vessel. But it doesn't mean that you have to start 15 years, 20 years before. And it means close to the time uh, and you, you, you start preparing. And if something didn't work out, that doesn't mean that you should become all flustered, doesn't mean you should become all concerned and worried, and say, okay, what am I going to know now? And now you get so worried, uh, and this is just your imagination, uh, and you're, you're you're saying, now that I'm not a shaykh what else am I going to do? So the Rebbe says he himself doesn't realize uh, that this is all... Uh, what his background is, is in his back conscious that he's so worried about this, but and the Rebbe says, listen, it's not possible to change all of his uh, uh thinking, but, you know, hopefully the mind that he has uh, will help him to understand that Hashem can do anything, and Hashem is not limited, and, you know, he's just become it was hidden in his heart all these years that he thought it'll be a shaykhit and everything, and now as far as the Rebbe says, uh I didn't go into all the details with him for many reasons, but what I did tell him is first of all, uh the Rebbe said to him he should start looking for other ways for Parnosa. Maybe to become a rabbi, the Rebbe says they should he already knows some halacha, Shita and 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 and, and, and Trefas, those are lost you know? so. Prepare for your rabbit. Maybe that's another avenue, not to be worried so much. And the Rebbe says also, if you get that weakness in your hand, don't fight it. Let it pass. Wait a day or two. If you can't sharpen the knife at that point. And number three, the rabbi says, you gotta take him out of this sort of narrow-mindedness that he got himself into this, that I'm sick and I'm not well and I won't be able to do well. The Rebbe says he's already visiting. Maybe he's going to a psychiatrist. I'm not sure who he's going to. The Rebbe says to him, "Can't stop it all of a sudden. That's you know, because he's got start making bigger gaps until you will take it away totally." Uh, and the Rebbe says, uh, uh, "The Rebbe says that Hashem will grant you bless him to grant him Hasidis and achas and from all his children blessing." And it's interesting how to see how. Uh, the psychology over here is that, you know, a lot of times people convince themselves also that they're sick and not, and they're, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you go and you get uh, sort of hooked on it, and then, and you know, sometimes these doctors also uh, they heal you enough they make you dependent on them, and you know, and, and any drug that you take or any medicine there's always a side effect I mean, there's something i mean maybe and you know sometimes you know the cure shouldn't be worse than the <laughs> than the uh, than the sickness you know sometimes so sometimes these therapists and the people they keep you uh, you know good enough so that you need to become dependent on them <laughs> and rely they on they them the so whatever yeah